welcome to You Uplifted, the place where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and step into their full potential and power. My name is Safa, I am your host, and I am an intuitive healer, as well as a women's health and wellness life coach and yoga teacher, and I am so, so excited to share this episode with all of you. And although I can understand that dusting the cobwebs doesn't sound like a super intriguing title for an episode, I promise you there is no talk about how to get actual cobwebs out of your curtains or anything like that. (laughs) And I was joined by the amazing Jen Angela for this episode and she is just a joy to be around and a joy to interview and to have conversations with and so so wonderful she is a lovely soul and I am so grateful that she joined me for the episode now Jen is the founder of connect home yoga she is a yoga teacher and mental health and business consultant Her work is about combining yoga and psychology to help people heal mindfully. More specifically, she helps women set boundaries so that they can cultivate healthy relationships and balance in business. She likes to incorporate her background and current studies in psychology and business into her work with clients. She also helps people to overcome anxiety and she employs mindfulness-based cognitive behavior techniques as well as other mindfulness practices to do this. Jen also has her own podcast, which if you haven't heard, it's called Everything Yoga, Everywhere Yoga with Jen Angela and I highly, highly encourage you check it out. Now, without further ado, here is the wonderful Jen Angela. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show, Jen. How are you today? Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm good. How are you today? Oh, I'm splendid. I'm really, really excited. I mean, you and I talked a little bit about this behind the scenes, but I've been Mm. sort of geeking out about having you on the show this whole weekend because it, so for those of you who don't know this, the listeners, you and I actually got together for your podcast. We did that episode and everything flowed so beautifully and it felt so spirit led and so spirit guided that I kind of had this fire underneath me and I was so ready to get this interview rolling with you. So I'm, I'm very excited. I'm super excited as well, actually. Really excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Awesome. Or as you say, all kinds of good. Yeah, All kinds of good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how your journey into self-awareness led you to where you are today. Honestly, long story short, I was about 18 and I had a, um, I was in a really, I had been in a relationship for a few years with someone that I met in high school. And I don't know, there were just a lot of transformations and a lot of things happening. And at that point it just became really unhealthy and somewhat, uh, well, it just became very unhealthy. I became very depressed and just, yeah, everything became really, really difficult for me. And at one point I just was in bed all the time. I was losing a lot of weight and I was crying all the time. And I realized something had to happen. Something had to change. And I was always very active. And I just, I, I, I knew that would be my way through. It was just to get back on my feet and to be active again. Um, and so that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and get into yoga. My mom had her yoga instructor that she was going to see. And I knew her as well because she's also a massage therapist. And she helped me with some sports injuries. And I just thought, you know what? I, she's a lovely lady. Let's get started. Let's do it. And basically, I mean, it, it, it was over time, but from that first class and everything after that, I started doing yoga with her two, three times a week, practicing every day. 
I got really into meditation. Um, I would wake up really early in the morning at like 4.30 in the morning and meditate and do yoga. And the reason was because I, it was just so hard for me to get through my days at one point that I needed that time, that really, really quiet time mm-hmm. to connect and to feel everything. And and just, I don't know, just completely transform. And over the years, it, it completely transformed. I'm saying this obviously very fast, but yeah, it was literally from a moment of feeling really, really depressed and really lost. And it just it uplifted me and it changed everything. It changed my perspective on everything, the way that I did things, the way that I thought and felt, honoring myself in a way, right? Like I was always very, I didn't say anything. I was, I always thought that things that were happening in the relationship were okay, but they weren't. And I just eventually just became more confident as well and um, learned to really, I don't know, like find my voice in a way. I know that sounds weird, but no, just to find my voice and my right. self-esteem, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and just worked on my self-esteem and my self-worth and all of those things. And then, you know, eventually, um, well, the relationship ended and this was a couple of years, like the whole thing lasted five years. And then in the end, we, uh, yeah, I was just on my own and I don't know. It just transformed me. I, I can't explain it. And it came in and I, I took it with me through everything that I did. And then a few years later, when I finished university, I moved away and um, I had traveled for a few months before I moved to London, which is where I am now. And I took my practice with me in a way that, yeah, I didn't practice physically all the time because I mean, I was backpacking and I was in hostels a lot, but I kept it with me in a very emotional and spiritual way mm-hmm. and then developed like a new kind of relationship with it. And this led to the practice that I have now, which is really helping people take yoga beyond the physical, beyond the mat, and have practices that they can use all the time. And that's what yoga is about anyway, right? Like it's about all of those things. But I really like to emphasize that work uh, on the emotional and and, uh, mental levels and how mindfulness really can help us heal it can help us it can help us heal from heartbreak it can help us you know do attain the, the forgiveness that we often need to get through in order to move on in life and i just find that and obviously i've been studying psychology since i was 17 18 um, mm-hmm. when i went into college and in all of this i just loved 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 combining the two i just thought it was absolutely great and we talked about this before hadn't we like about the whole science versus yoga and how yes. you know, the, i love that combination of things yeah. and i love making it accessible to people i love making it bite-sized and and uh kind of not obvious but clear and simple for people so they can say, wow, so this little mindfulness practice can actually help me grieve or this mindfulness practice can help me with forgiveness and how to feel and how to get to a place of forgiveness and so on and so forth. So I'm just incredibly passionate about finding ways to make the in, like the unattainable be attainable and accessible oh, because it, it all that. is, you know, and yeah. I think I just, I don't know, I just loved those things. And And then every time you go through something bad, all the tools that you learn, you can, it just makes it a little bit easier for you next time around, you know, and it's different and you'll have new lessons to learn, but it can help you every time a little more. So I love that. That's that's how all of that happened. Sorry. (laughs) I love that. No, I'm just loving every single thing that you were saying because I don't even know. I'm trying to say it all in like a nutshell where I don't want to dwell too much on the depressing part, but at the same time, I want to like emphasize that it was a very long process. (laughs) (laughs) No, I completely understand. Yeah. That's the thing we get ourselves into this, but I love that you're being free enough to share that with all the listeners, because that's the important part of how to become uplifted. That's how we get back into our own power. That's how we find our way back to self and to soul 
soul and how we learn to step into our full, full potential. So I love everything that you are saying. And, and it just makes me so happy because this is exactly why I wanted you on the show. One of the many reasons, I mean, you're just a beautiful soul and your passion comes through and your heart comes through. And one of the things that you and I actually had discussed while, while I came onto your show the last time was that we do tend to see a lot of things very eye to eye. And my jaw is dropping to the floor as I'm listening to you because I feel like in many ways, uh, some of our tr- or travel into this self-awareness, self-empowerment stage or a place in our lives is similar because you can mm-hmm. say that I started at a point in my life where love or what I understood as love had presented itself to me and I had to go through the whole lesson of relearning what it actually was, but to love myself yeah. from a place of zero, right? And what's powerful yeah. about that is we were able to do that through the practice of mindfulness and awareness Mm -hmm. and the flow and the rhythm of the healing of the yoga practice itself. And so one of the things that we also talked about the last time was the idea of dusting the cobwebs off or shaking the dust off a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So I would like for us to get into that a little bit more. So for my listeners, I have this concept and I've been teaching this, I think probably since year one that I started teaching yoga, the idea that as humans, we really do store everything, information, emotion, energy, all of it. We store it in the body, whether we are conscious of it or not. And it works very similar to the way that it would whenever you're cleaning your house. In other words, you're at home, you're vacuuming, you're you know, brooming or whatever it is that you're doing brooming, (laughs) but you're cleaning and you take up one end of your rug or your carpet or whatever. And you kind of put all of that dust underneath there so that you don't have to keep brushing it away. And then you put the rug back under. But the problem is that didn't disappear. The dust and all the dirt and all of the debris and stuff still remains and it exists, right? So when someone goes to your house and accidentally stubs their toe against the carpet or the rug or whatever, all of a sudden the dust bunnies fly everywhere, right? Mm. So it's the same with us. We store information through stories, through perception. We put all of the things that we experience in the body somewhere, whether we're aware of it or not, it goes into ourselves. And so I really like that idea of how by using the awareness, the presence, the breath, the movement of the practice, and it doesn't even have to be a yoga practice as such, but just a process and a practice of really getting closer to your true self can Mm -hmm. do the job of lifting the proverbial rug or carpet and sweeping all of that out of the way so that we can feel healed and cleaned and cleansed, right? So I want to see if you can tell us a little bit about your perspective about that and how, or maybe even what it means to you to clear out the cobwebs and how you have seen it present itself in your life. Oof, that's such a good question. Yeah. (laughs) No, I really like that question because that's, that's always the thing I love to explain. And the parallel I love to make is with your physical environment. So your space, your room, your kitchen, your your entire house, like anything that is your physical space is going to be a manifestation of the space inside of you. Mm -hmm. And so it just will be. And I think 
when I was younger, like I was super organized and everything had to be neat and tidy. And, you know, it was, it, it presented in itself through, in some kind of anxious ways sometimes. Like it wasn't always like that, but there were moments when it was like that. And you kind of laugh it off when you're younger. You're like, oh, I'm so OCD. But then I realized through creating that space inside of myself, so like those meditations early in the morning and all that time I had to actually just feel everything it was exactly like lifting the carpets, shaking everything out, opening the windows and, you know, just getting everything out Mm -hmm. and seeing it all there, letting it kind of settle and then cleaning it. So, you know, sometimes you have to vacuum, sometimes you have to mop, sometimes you have to scrub, sometimes you have, and you use and you figure out what you need to do. But first you need to like shake everything out. And so that's the first thing uh, is really letting everything go and just being honest with yourself with all Mm -hmm. the things that you have going on. Like, what do I need to do here? Like, what is happening here? You can't just be like, oh, I think there's that. So let me try to do this. Just let it all out. Everything, everything, everything. And actually, it's not as bad as you think. You think it's going to be terrible to face and completely incapacitating. And sometimes it is. Like, (laughs) right, you have very strong physical reactions to any grief or pain. Mm -hmm. Um, But nevertheless, it's necessary to do that. And one more thing about that is like when you have a relationship, for example, if even the one I had, there was so much beauty there, right? And mm-hmm. that beauty is what made me not want to see the negativity. Mm-hmm. That was the part where I was like, no, 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 but it's, but there's so much good and I know it's good. And so I didn't want to look at the negative. But then when I did, it didn't destroy or eclipse the beauty. It, it amplified the beauty, but mm-hmm. it also made me realize that that's not enough. So it's not going to ruin the beauty. If that's what anyone's afraid of, it will not. It will actually make it more pure, the beauty. However, you will then realize though, that perhaps it is unhealthy, which in my case, not every case, in Mm -hmm. my case, it had to end, right? So I just wanted to make a point about that. Like it wasn't just a terrible situation, you know, like it can be more complicated than that. But then moving on after that, I think boundaries are like the most important thing. And if ever you're in doubt, like you're afraid to tap into what you might be feeling because you're afraid to go from one extreme to another or from pain to, that's what boundaries are for. That's what observing with a neutral perspective is like that's that's what it is to go one step at a time one day at a time allowing yourself to create space first and foremost right like let it out Mm -hmm. and grow your space around you like spiritually right energetically because when you don't and you keep it all in your your everything is getting all tangled and messed up and actually your perspective is skewed Mm -hmm. the best thing to do is to extend yourself in a way and let it all out And then from there, you'll have the space to be like, oh, so that happened. Okay, let me maybe touch that today. Oh, that happened. Okay, let me deal with that today. But because there's space, you've created like a boundary between you and that thing, that memory, that trigger, that event, whatever. You've created space and there's a boundary so that it can exist and you can exist and you guys don't have to affect each other yet. You You can handle it. Does that make sense? Jen, yeah. It not okay. only makes sense, but it's like giving me shivers. It's so <laughs> I was powerful. like a long way around just to say that, but yeah, just I think no. that's the best way. <laughs> I think it's per oh, thank you so much. I think it was perfectly said. And yeah, as I said, I really I legitimately have shivers right now because there's so much <laughs> internal, like, oh yeah, I agree with that. And oh my gosh, that's exactly yeah. right. And that's exactly all the work I talk about. <laughs> so I agree with you, and it's fascinating because and I want to get more into boundaries with you in just a second, but just so that we can 
put this even further and drop it even further into the listeners' hearts and minds and everything. Mm. When we do the introspective work, and the reason why we bring up the shaking the dust or, or dusting the cobwebs off of our yeah. lives, our energetic, our uh, physical, our mental, and everything right. else is because, again, we do learn at a very young age to obfuscate it. You know, we kind of get told, keep it down, keep it quiet, don't yeah. show it, don't let anybody see you cry ever, don't get emotional, all of those things. We kind of have been told from a very early age to be as small and as quiet and as invisible as possible. And yeah. what that does, I think, it prevents us from truly processing mm. the experience, the emotion, the actual happening and the growth. And it's just like you said, because we also, I think, get caught up in narratives and we will have a whole other show yeah. about that some other time. But these stories and these narratives sometimes prevent us from seeing the whole picture. And it becomes what in the yoga community, we talk about chitta vritti, right? This, this yeah. kind of like veil over your eyes that we're trying to move out of the way with the practice of awareness and all of that so that you can see things at face value, so to speak. And part of that is, as you said, not everything is 100% black or 100% white. So you may yeah. be in a situation that no longer serves you. I can say the same thing for myself and I'll be very open and honest and vulnerable with everybody and go from this point. Going back to the time when I sat down and realized, well, it's time for me to end my marriage and it's time for me to move on to something else because neither one of us is benefiting. None of us is really growing anymore. We're kind of hurting each other more than anything else. And the time that we served for each other was beautiful. And there was so many wonderful blessings that came from that relationship that I will always, always, always be grateful for and happy for. And I couldn't have asked for anything better. But there was also a lot of room where the shade liked to compress itself and stay really hardened and where things became very, very much brushed under. And what that did was mm -hmm. it stagnated and needed a death in order for it to create something brand new. But the reason I say that oh. is sometimes we feel when we're in the midst of a situation or even when we have experienced something previous, we immediately only see the negative and we forget to look at the whole picture and take the fact that this is serving you in a very particular way. So you can use that, like you said, with the boundaries. And I love that because I never really had thought about that, but you can use that to sit in presence and do a lot of introspective, open, vulnerable, present work and say, okay, this is the story about this situation. And this is the fact, and this is kind of what I have learned from it. And this is where I feel it sits within my soul, within my mind, within my body. And I can shift it around and I can observe it. And I can even give myself permission permission to sit with it and feel the pain of it and feel the discomfort of it or feel the joy of it, feel the mm -hmm. wonderment of it for a little bit longer without becoming attached to it. And I think that that yeah. is key. And I think that that is where we really start finding the healing because a lot of times we get overly concerned with the going deeper, you know, oh, I need to like keep doing introspective work. I need to go deeper, deeper, deeper. And that's valid and it's got its place, but not if you find a place within yourself that say, for example, your inner child is very sad about and that you see it and you spot it and then you hold on to it so fiercely that you can't mm -hmm. pull yourself out of that space anymore and you can't gain anything beneficial or healing from it. And I think that yeah. that is where your point of setting that boundary between you and the experience and the perception of the experience plus the processing of 
everything that happens through that and through what gets stored in the body really comes into play even within your practice. So let's put it on a very physical level because a lot of times we as humans understand physicality better yeah, than we do sure. at anything else, right? So in the place of yoga, where I found it most obvious was whenever I would go into hip openers. <laughs> so yeah, right. for me, a hip opener literally is the most painful. And it's, yes, I have sensitive hips and I've got, you know, issues with them and everything. But on an emotional level, you put me in a pigeon and I can almost guarantee like 70% of the time I'm going to be crying because that's, that's mad. That's so common as well, though. I've actually heard that so many times. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Because it's because where we store is... all our survival emotions and all our yes. everything yes. emotion. It's all there. Oh, I love that. Yes, exactly. I've been teaching that for years. That's exactly where all of that in your heartache, your heartache goes to your hips. You'd think, oh, it'd be stored in your heart or your chest mm. or something, but no, that's related more to trust and other things that again, we're going to need a whole other podcast for that some other time. Oh, I yeah, definitely yeah. want to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh for both but the the grief and the heartache and the breaking of a heart usually will be found in the hips and that's so you'll find it i find it really funny you'll go to a class randomly you know and you get into this pose and all of a sudden <laughs> you're like crying ugly crying like snot running yeah. down your nose <laughs> intense yeah no no i totally feel you yeah that's so true <laughs> and you're that's like so what in the world is happening what is this Ugh, horrible so a lot of times we turn away from those things because we're so impacted by the raw, vulnerable nature of these spaces. But that dusting the cobweb, what that is doing is healing us. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in the fact that we prefer comfort and we prefer to be at a very, very standstill sort of space where we feel safe-ish and not see those things. So when we do the introspective work, when we do the task of moving that rug and dusting it off and things come out, that's intense. It's not always going to be a pleasant experience. Sometimes it's going to demand a lot of tears and it's going to be very painful or uncomfortable, or you might find yeah. things that you're like, oh, wow, I, I didn't think that I had that in me. Oh gosh, that's a place oh, yeah. of shadow. Yeah, that I hadn't dealt with before, but the boundary. So now I want to go deeper into that with you, because like I said, you can do all the work and be in full presence with what you're feeling and that is 100% valid and important and we all should be able not should be but I hate the word should but it would be beneficial for all of us to be able to sit with the discomfort and the pain long enough to let it teach us something and then draw a boundary around it let it go don't make it your new treasure <laughs> don't make yeah. it the new thing you hold on to and then move on from there so would you be could you share a little bit with us about how as a woman, you become empowered by setting boundaries around this, like around your story, mm -hmm. about how you've grown up, about how you perceive the world. Just riff on that a little bit. No, 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 that's good. That's good. I mean, I think I think the first thing is realizing that bound and this, this I'm not saying this in a mean way, I just mean in general, because sometimes we have the tendency to really give in to ego. So then we think that boundaries are there to serve us in that way, like to serve our ego. But boundaries are not there so that the world runs according to your ego. Like you're not saying, well, these are my boundaries, so respect them. It doesn't mm -hmm. really work like that. You know, you set boundaries and and it's a process, right? You're not just like, these are my requirements. Those are called requirements or, you know, boundaries are not that, you know, boundaries are there so that 
you can have space around you and so that there's space in your let's say bubble okay or your space really and there's room for healing there's room for love there's room for open-mindedness there's room for open-heartedness there's room for forgiveness there's room for respect and that's what a boundary is there for and so when you create that you fill your space with all of those elements and then and other elements as well Mm -hmm. and when you're setting boundaries around let's say a healing process what you're saying is that well, of course, if it doesn't serve, like it teaches me something. And then if it no longer serves me, it's no longer here. So what you said yes. is perfect. Absolutely. But the other thing is that when you are going through it and you are in the, in the, in a place of healing and you're like, Oh my God, look at this thing. Or you're thinking of a specific event or a certain moment where you were betrayed by someone. Mm-hmm. Well, whilst you're in that connection with that event, a boundary still is there for you to remember that there's nothing to fear. First of all, the thing already happened and you're okay. You're here. So you've done that much. Mm -hmm. Then you have to realize that it will only keep hurting you if you decide that you're not going to heal from it. So this is not to say, oh, it's going to stop hurting immediately. I'm just saying that you, you have full control over how much something is going to hurt you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not when, and not exactly how, again, this is not ego. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you have control over what the, with the, with the, long-term effect will be of this thing and i think getting back into understanding your power and again i don't like the word control either but you have a say basically like it's up to you what will happen so for example if i take let's say the breakup like when i went through a lot of this i kept telling myself of course it's painful of course i feel awful right now but it's happened already this Mm -hmm. no longer has anything to do with the other person this is entirely to do with me and the event and the betrayal and the pain and the rejection and i need to work on those things not on their karma or their story I need yes. to work on my feelings. So that's a boundary and yes. a decision that you're making. And you can't make them properly if you're just in this murky water of all your pain. Wow. Oh, wow. Jen, I absolutely agree and love that because it's so true. And we have a tendency. I don't know if it's just women. I do know my work specifically in my heart of hearts specifically is directed to women or people who identify as such, etc. But I will say I feel I notice it more within the feminine capacity that we have this tendency to externalize our power. And what I mean by that is I feel as though that feminine capacity has been taught that it's the external that dictates the worth internally for us. And so we fall into this trap of giving all of our power away to external factors, whether it is a person, whether it is, let's say, your weight or the number of your size, pants, jeans, whatever, or whether it is a pattern or a thought process of women should only be seen and not heard, etc. You know, I could get so much into that side of it, but I'm trying not to. What I am trying to highlight about what you said that I thought was so beautiful and I 100% agree with is that it isn't so much the control, because you're right, I don't like, I, I shy away from that word as well, but it is the choice and the power that both reside within us. We have the choice and the power to assign purpose, meaning, and matter to everything in our life. So we get to decide and choose. We can choose to take on the shadow and the pain and the energetic, I don't know, ego of the people around us and take that onto ourselves and sort of even martyrize ourselves with it. Or we can choose to 
put the power back into ourselves and realize that that has no direct impact and no control to, to use the word lightly on, on us. I completely agree for so many of the things that you said. I think we tend to do that. I don't know if it comes from a cultural conditioning, you know, that comes with being a woman or if it's, uh, I, I'm not entirely sure to be honest with you as in, mm -hmm. I mean, I have ideas, but I'm not, I wouldn't be able to actually speak to that specifically. But yeah. I do think that this idea where we're submissive all the time, we're passive to the life that happens mm -hmm. and we gain so much worth if we can do a certain asana, if we can be a certain yes. size or a certain way. And it's like, but that has nothing to do with anything like at all you know you can lose the weight you can gain the weight you can you can change your hair you can stretch every day if you want to or not like it your value will, will not change like Absolutely. you are as valuable as you are as soon as you're born it does not change it's just yes. your recognition of it and your use of it not the actual it so that's to tackle that part oh, but then for it. the other thing um for the uh what was the last thing you said? Sorry, I was <laughs> sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. It was kind of a long question. I, I tend to do that a little bit, but I was I was asking, and let me rephrase it to you this way. Maybe this this will be a bit a bit of a better framework. How can we as women become empowered by setting boundaries? And what would be yes. the best way to do it? Yeah, I, I think always, always knowing what your needs are, what your intentions are in life, and what your expectations are in life. So understanding your needs from like what you need from yourself and what you need from the people around you as we all should do with each other right again not 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 uh, not stating requirements to the people in our lives but just understanding what our needs are okay this is a conversation you have with yourself and then you need mm -hmm. to understand the intention that you have in life like why do you set the needs that you set why what, how do you go through life how do you interact with people are you looking for anything in return are you trying to do something to validate yourself or are you seeing the other person and that's like, that's a big one. Like, how do you interact with people? Yeah. And I think to an extent, of course, we involve ourselves in things that happen, right? Like, mm -hmm. But sure. I just mean, how do you do that? And are you aware of it when you do it? Because this will dictate how you do the things on your own. Your healing process, for example, is it rooted in the other person or is it rooted in you? For example, mm -hmm. are you forgiving yeah. or not forgiving because you don't think that that person deserves to be forgiven? Or are you forgiving because you feel like you deserve to not live with resentment? Like yes. what angle are you coming at it from? So that's important. And then again, yeah, your expectations. So I mean, again, maybe it's, it's, it's self-explanatory, but just what do you expect from others? So even in your behavior, are you expecting anything from someone else? Uh, if so, what are you expecting? Um, yeah. is, that, is that reasonable? Is, you know, and, and if not, what can you do instead? Are you looking to someone for validation? Are you looking to them to, to uh, always compliment you or, or to always protect you? Or are you there to, or do you expect a balance? Do you expect a respect? Do you expect what you would offer them? Like, what are you looking for? So in relationships, I think that's really important. And the only way you can do that is by also realizing that there are someone just like you're someone. So you, you cannot have healthy boundaries in a relationship, for example, if you think that yeah. your boundaries are the only ones that are important. Um, <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? That again, it's again, these are not ego requirements. These are boundaries. So yes. somebody else will have boundaries as well. And, um, 
But this goes from even the person that you're having problems with. If you have a difficult person in your life or, Mm -hmm. you know, that you have to keep seeing at work or someone in your family, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, boundaries are there for them as well. You know, they can make the relationship better because even if you never see them again, that doesn't matter. If you don't set boundaries, then all the things that have happened with that person, say they've hurt you a lot and they have, you know, they have a lot of pain inside of them, which is pretty much why people do the things that they do you know if they have that and you don't set boundaries and you keep taking on all those things yeah all that pain lives on inside of you and it just multiplies Mm -hmm. so from a relationship to a person that you're living with to somebody that you don't never you never want to see again because they've hurt you either way set boundaries and the only way you can set boundaries is to know well, the things I said, and the only way you can know the things that you said are by stepping into your power and stepping into your worth so that you feel you're allowed to require, to request these things from yourself. Like you're allowed to say, I want this. I don't want that. That's healthy. That's not healthy. And then that way you're going to be more apt, like more able to offer it to someone else. Often we're not able to be good partners Mm -hmm. because we're afraid of losing ourselves in it. We're in a selfish space of pain. Mm -hmm. So we're not able to offer anything of value. But if we're yes. not afraid to lose ourselves and we're very confident and sure of who we are, then we're going to gladly be able to step outside of that because we know that it stands alone. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. we, know that we can step outside temporarily and be like, hi, I'm here for you now, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. rather than and being afraid that if we let go of our castle, it's just going to fall around, like it's going to fall down. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> we can, it can stand alone. So I feel like that was a super long answer, but no, it's all it was about- perfect. Don't ever feel like there are no long answers. <laughs> I just to feel like it's exactly what spirit needs to bring forth. And it's what we all need to hear. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm sitting here like really adamantly shaking my head. Yes. Like, yes. Nodding. Yeah, like, oh no, my God. It, and it's so, so hard because it. It, would, it would go from one person to another, obviously. So I'm not trying to be too vague. Yes. But equally, it really depends on one person to another. But if we had to be general, like if we had to look at some, at some guidelines about boundaries. And- yes. That would be it. And then one more point about the women and the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said about that. You cannot, we talked about guilt and shame last, uh, when, when we last spoke. Yes, and we did. Those are really important as well. I, nobody, nobody, nobody can tell you that you should feel ashamed or guilty. The mm-hmm. only person that is the judge of that is you. No one yes. else can say that. So every time you feel like, oh no, maybe I shouldn't have said that or, oh, now I feel terrible. It's like, that should only be because you were not your best self, mm-hmm. not because of what somebody else might say. Absolutely. is the person you choose to be every day. So yes. Yeah. Uh, your life is what people think is inconsequential. Sorry, but no, 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 you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I agree with you that what I was going to add to that with, uh, add to that was the fact that I, also we need to remember step into your own power fully because the second you allow someone or something external to put you in shame or in fear or in guilt they've effectively shackled you and they've become your master and that is so hardcore for me when i finally realized that i that changed so much for me because i realized that i had basically willingly been making myself a slave to something and someone else. And that is so important because if we're going to do the job, like you said, if we're going to do the task of setting boundaries for ourselves, not just within our own relationships, but within our businesses or within our own selves with self, because we even need boundaries with ourselves as well. Sometimes I think (laughs) is 
is we cannot do that unless we are in full presence with who we truly are. And we can't do that if we are enslaved to something or someone else outside of ourselves, because then how could you? You wouldn't know yourself. Oh my God. Yes. And this comes to the inner child thing, right? Like so many women have no idea what they need and how to go about life and how to, to, you know, really benefit from a relationship and, and, and be good partners or be the best partners that they can be because they constantly have this old story in their heads from when they were children that has nothing to do with the women that they are today. Getting to know yourself. We talked about this last time, like dating yourself and all of that. I mean, so many people feel so confused in their relationships and they're just, they feel like their relationship's ending, but they, they, they're just not living to their potential. Like they're, they think they're terrible partners or they think that the, their partners are terrible and that everything is a mess and how has it changed we were so in love it's like mm-hmm. but the love is there often the love is there man it's mm-hmm. not not true that everything needs to end like okay some do sure but sometimes it's just a question of remembering like who are you when you fell in love Reframing. with this person mm-hmm. yeah reframe like maybe you were more yourself and free with this person it was the first time you were free and now you've gotten into cycles and you've gone to what's familiar which was you before so it's possible that you're you're hating someone that's not even you Mm -hmm. you don't know until you really try to connect with that again so I think breaking those old patterns as well like I I, it breaks my heart to see people who think they're a certain way because someone told them they were yeah you decide who you were you're not you're not fat you're not anything like you you tell yourself what you Mm -hmm. are and you can be whatever you want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. What anyone else thinks. I'm just a really big yeah, advocate for that. <laughs> no, I love that. And that also gives you the freedom to do the opposite too. Because I think sometimes we get caught up in, in the patterning of also, well, now I've done this and I'm in the situation with a person. So now I've got to stick it out. <laughs> and yeah. and it's, the, it's the same it's the same boundary setting. If you have discovered that you have been growing and healing and transforming and changing and nothing else is happening at the other end and things stagnate and die on you know on their own and it's better for things to shift then allow things to shift it's okay i think we become afraid of both ends you know it's funny we try not to remain too much in in the same presence of something and we fear that whenever it changes we have to run away from it but at the same time when things do change and it is necessary for us to move away from them we also freak out so it's like we don't give ourselves yeah so true or the boundaries to say hey step up to the plate honor your power and give yourself the choice give yourself the chance for the choice and why and in presence of why like you were saying Mm -hmm. yeah and even going back to like the pulling the 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 carpet and the rug i mean when things happen where we feel like the rug was pulled from under us someone cheats on you or i don't know you realize that your relationship's completely flopping and you hadn't been paying attention like that happens a lot you know yeah i don't know what happened all of a sudden you know every time we feel like the world the the rug has been pulled from under us which is an expression as well which is great because the the two go hand in hand yeah every time you feel that because of finances, because of your relationship, because of family, whatever. That feeling, that's what makes us panic and clench and freak out. Mm-hmm. And then when that happens, imagine you literally were to pull the rug from under something and all the dust went in the air and you fell on your bum. <laughs> when all the dust and the stuff would fall on you, would you lie there and let it just sit on you? No, you would eventually get up and be like, okay, I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to sort this out. Yes. And now, of course, it's not the same thing when it happens emotionally, but it always helps keep me in line. Every time I'm about to get depressed or I'm about to get too blue and 
dramatic maybe i don't know i always tell myself well hang on though like okay it's okay to let the dust settle let's have yes. a pity party let's do the thing that's okay but as always i will pick myself up dust myself off and then i will be in charge of what happens to that dust on the floor no one else mm-hmm. i will you know yes. and that's again stepping into your power like you will then sweep or not yes <laughs> like, <you too. laughs> It's your choice. You can definitely throw yourself exactly. a party. <laughs> and if you want to put the dust right back on you, you can do that too. Like if you want to roll around in it wet, like you yes. can do that too if you want to. Yes. Yes. And that's important for us to know because it doesn't make us better or worse people. It just makes us people with decisions. And each choice that we empower into our lives is either going to further elevate us or is going to keep us in a loop. But whichever way you look at it, it's going to have a consequence. But we choose. Yes. You choose. If you want to stay Absolutely. in it, stay in it. And I say that all the time, you know, like even about myself, if I catch myself in a really deep story about something and I just want to wallow in it for a while, which I do often, I'll be like, ah, it's my story. I'm sticking to it. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Because it's scary to be like, oh, wait, you mean if I undo this, there might be a whole pair of worms? Yeah, I don't think I'm ready for that right now. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you're not. And sometimes you need to give it some time. Sometimes it's like five minutes yeah. and sometimes it's like five years. But either way, okay. you know that you have the choice and that is valid and that is okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Whether you're going to take five minutes or five decades, just make it a choice. Yes. You know, whether you're going to have a pity party or whether you're going to dust yourself off and go for a run in that moment, it doesn't matter, but just make it a choice. Don't be, don't be passive in your life. Don't be a victim of, be a chooser. Oh, I love that. Yes. A hundred percent. One more thing that I, well, a couple more things that I want to touch on before we get going, but one of them is going to be, what would you consider a key element in boundary setting? And why do you think that especially as women. And I guess we touched on that again before we even got into this, but why do you think, especially as women, we find a difficult time executing that? I think the really important thing is balance always, right? And I think boundaries create balance. As we've seen, they allow for enough space around us and then they allow for enough space on the other side of the boundary. If we can look at it as a string, let's say, it allows for room on the other side as well, because then whatever's being received is not the normal human interaction, right? It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. there are these things happening here and these beautiful energies flowing around this person's bubble because of boundaries. Maybe I'm going to react differently now, (laughs) right? You're creating space for the other person as well, usually, right? Mm -hmm. Again, provided this is not a relationship where you're trying to cut this person out. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um, So I think balance is the main thing that you need to have in mind as an intention when you're setting boundaries. And Mm -hmm. also is what will tell you if you've found the right boundaries and the right flow is because it will be balanced so it's yeah, like a like boundaries are kind of a compass as well you'll know you know if they were founded in balance and you'll know if they've if they're leading to balance because you'll feel it and then for women the why it's difficult i mean i think it's difficult because these things just are Mm-hmm. But I also think it might be that struggle women always have to be either sentimental and girly and emotional yeah. and tough. And so women are like, oh, but you know, I love this. And on one end, I feel like this, but now, you know, I'm just going to turn on my, my focus brain. It's like, did you ever think that maybe you're at your best when you're not separating all those things? Yeah. And that all together it will be what you need. Maybe your focus that you call your focus brain is actually what allows you to love so fearless, so fiercely, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you have to explore those. So I think women struggle with that because of the separation that there is or what kind of girl you want to be, what kind of woman you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one. And another is that we just tend to care give a lot. We tend to really want to help people. We tend to want to change men sometimes, you know, um, we tend to think that we can save everything and save everyone and nurture everyone. And that with enough love, everything will be okay. I think that happens a lot. 
Yeah. But sometimes, you know, loving is just letting go and knowing that, that you've done your you've done your part and now this person has to live their own karma. They have their own deal with the universe. It, yeah. It's not up to you. You can't involve yourself. And if you love yourself and you tap into that, you just think to yourself, am I going so much over my, my boundary that I'm going to tip over and fall? Yes. Or am I just enough within my boundary? Again, pretending it's a string or, or a balcony. <laughs> mm-hmm. Am I going so over to help the other person that I'm going to fall over? Um, if you feel like, yeah, then perhaps it's time to let go. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes crossing those boundaries means putting yourself last. And not only that, but it also means doing away with any kind of value system that you hold internally. And that is so dangerous because like I thought about that even in the process of growing in and out of relationships altogether. I've had to come at different points in my life where I'm looking at a particular space where I've seen it stagnated. I've seen there may be some dis-ease and I don't mean that as like as it's rotting away, but like I just mean you're ill at ease with something or you're no longer in that space of balance like you were talking about. And I'll see them and and I'll weigh and I'll take a look and see where where have I compromised my own internal values? Where have I put myself last? And where have I made this external thing lord over me? Like where has it become the number one priority where the number one priority should always be first and last myself, you know? Yeah. And well, you said it before as well. Um, with when you feel that something stagnates, first of all, you just know, not wanting to accept that is one thing, but not feeling it and not knowing it's there. That's another, you Mm -hmm. know, it's there. Yes. You don't want to do anything about it yet because you're not sure, or it's more complicated than that, or there are children involved, or there's, you yes. know, that's, that's yes. your prerogative, but you know when it's, when something's not right. Yes. And again, all of those choices are acceptable, but they're choices still. Right. So long as you're choosing. Exactly. Because then w- w- when you make a choice, you're a lot more likely to be able to find balance within that choice, even mm-hmm. if it's not what you, you know, even if it's not ideal yet you will find some kind of balance. But if you live in resistance and you live at odds with yourself all the time, that's, that's what's going to cause illness, literally like cause yeah. illness and, yeah. and pain and nobody wins. No yeah. one's happy. Not the children, Again. not you, not <laughs> nobody. No, so, nobody. Again, it goes back under that rug and it, trust me, it stays there long enough. Someone will kick it and it'll explode. And usually you explode <laughs> with people closest it. to you, you know? Well, it's, it's like so someone it's just someone kicking it is like a trigger, right? Like it's yeah. like when people have, are really irritable. It's because they have massive amounts of dust under their rug, man. Yes. That's why as soon yes. as there's like a bit of wind, they're like, Rah. Yeah. <laughs> they just lose it, you know? And I'm a fiery person. I get it. Like I, I can be very insane. intense. Not like... I don't just turn around and smack people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm fiery, but that's just me. You know? like, I'm fiery even when I'm meditating. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's not that. I mean, in general, like, how do you keep your senses? Like, how do you keep your mind? Oh, yeah. Like, how do you keep your cool? Like, are you yes. able? <laughs> We're talking proactivity, not reactivity. Yeah, no, exactly. Do you respond or do you attack? And like, yes. you know, like, what do you do? So I think, yeah, and you're fiery. I'm fiery. Like, I guess. Yes. Like, yeah, we're both fiery. I love, I love, I love fiery like, yogis and fiery Zen people, like Me fiery too. meditators. <laughs> I was like, I like you so feisty, but like Fiery meditators. Calm. Oh my God, we need to make t-shirts of that. Hi, I'm a fiery med- meditator. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. It's just, it's so true. You have these different kinds. You don't have to walk around life being like, hi. <laughs> all ethereal yeah. so to be a zen to be a calm person you know you oh no 
you can have your mind in check for the most part, right? And yes. still be super insane, like as in still be super bubbly and kind of cuckoo, you know? So that's fine, you know? Um, there are separate things, but uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And everything has a balance. And I think that that ties off the things that we were talking about with a really nice bow of be wholly present and be fully, completely you exactly as you are in this moment, because that will also change. So it's, it's, Part of why I think we also run a little bit into trouble here with this particular shaking the, you know, dusting the cobwebs and, and drawing boundaries for ourselves is because we tend to think that, oh, I'm supposed to be this one thing. And there's that word supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to do this. I should do this. I'm going to have to stay, have to, all of those things. We kind of try to keep them compartmentalized and then we don't realize, well, yeah, you can be fiery, but you can be very sweet and loving and you can also, well, like a sour patch kid. (laughs) 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 yeah I mean you can you can just be yeah I I think as soon as you feel like you have to be one thing or one thing excludes the other I mean just ask yourself is somebody really that simple that it's just like she's like this and like this and like that like this is not I don't know this is not e-harmony like you can be whatever you want to you don't have to like check off you have you have a limit of 10 characteristics like yes i mean i don't know i've never been on your harmony i have no idea <laughs> i haven't either so yeah i don't I mean, know but let's even, just even on like linkedin was like pick your skills like no this is not like <laughs> right whoever and like the perfect combination of your circumstances and your experiences and your choices make you and there's no mold for that and there's no judgment for that because there's only one yes and that's it and if somebody doesn't like it, well, they can find another combination that's unique. Absolutely. The next person Absolutely. next to you, so, mm-hmm. you Yeah, know. yeah, 100%. And then you get to embody that with so much strength from there because then you get to decide. You know, you choose. Yeah. I let you into my bubble. I don't let you into my bubble. And it's not just yeah, people. And, yeah, who do you want to things. give your energy to? That's it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. What are you going to give your energy to? And is it really going to be worth your while? Are you going to benefit from it? Or are you just going to deplete yourself? Yeah. And I, and again, tell yourself, you know, if somebody is on your mind right now uh, and they're annoying you or there's something, mm-hmm. um, I think we all have those difficult people in our lives or have had sure. those difficult people. Or every time are I, those people? You know, but every, time I think, every time it comes up or someone brings it up, I'm just like, honestly, if I think about it beyond this conversation, I'm letting this person who has absolutely no existence in my actual life live in my head. How yep. silly is yep. that? Yeah. You know, like I've, I've done the process already. Why would I keep punishing myself like this? Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as they pop in and there's no actual healing process to do, like as in it's like it's already in the past or, or yeah. it's kind of, it's not serving you to even have them there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, check in with yourself and see if there's something, but you can yeah. do that without having them live in your head, you know? Yes. Uh, and, just, and then just release it because that kind of thing, drama, nagging things, those don't teach. Those no. don't teach at all. No, they just okay. weigh so heavily. It weighs heavily and it makes you think that that's the lesson to learn, but it's not. The lesson to learn is what you're feeling and the choices that you have to make. That's it. Yes. Yes. How you process and how you heal from it for sure. Oh, awesome. Well, I will tell you what, we will end it there. But first two questions, the last two questions, the number, number one is going to be what advice can you give the listeners in doing the type of work that we've been talking about today? Hmm. I think that first and foremost, let go of what you think it should be. You know, there are so many Mm. instances in your life where you've actually done 
what was not necessarily expected or what you didn't necessarily think you had to do. Um, I think there are always moments in our lives where we just choose something wholeheartedly and, you know, we tap into who we really are and what we really want and we go for it. You might not be able to recall that moment straight away, but we all have them, even if it, mm. even if we have to go back to when we were children. Yeah. So I think find that drive, find that focus that you get. That's that unstoppable, insatiable mm-hmm. motivation that you've gotten in life or that you sometimes get with certain things and yes. don't let go of that. Remember that love remember that purity and then everything you set around that everything that you want in your life you can you can have that you just need to know what it takes to get there what you need to be to get there and you know just what needs to be done and again this is not to say like do anything it takes to get anywhere I don't don't mean that (laughs) I just mean like if you want to be happy and you want to live a healthy and happy life surrounded by people that you love and who love you Okay, so mm-hmm. we're, we're having healthy goals here. Okay, if yes. We, if the things that we want, then we need to know what it is that makes us happy, what it is that fuels us, and how we can get there. And it will be positive things. How can we be happy by doing happy things? Right. Like simply put, so just know what it takes to make you happy. Don't be discouraged that you might not be where you want to be because there was a time where you wished and dreamt that you would be where you are now. Yeah. You know. And so you will get to the next place. And even if right now is not one of those times, well, then even better, because now you have dreams that will guide you and you can get there. So whether you're exactly where you want to be or whether you're absolutely nowhere where you want to be, either way, you have guidance because remembering that you wanted to be here and that you're finally here is a good thing. It keeps you humble and it keeps you grounded. And not being there yet reminds you that there's still so much happiness ahead. So either way, you win. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, I really love it. And it's a beautiful message for all of us to become empowered and uplifted. And that actually covers my last question. So you know what? Nope, you did it. I'm not even going to go any further. Yay. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again so much for joining no problem. us. Thank you so, so much. This was really fun. Oh, it was such an honor. And then have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. I definitely hope we can do this again because there's definitely oh, please, other topics. Yes, yes. And yeah, there are so to many about. topics for both our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, thank you again, Jen. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, beautiful souls. I really hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode about as much as I enjoyed recording it because we had a wonderful time and just so many beautiful topics came about, which brings me to my question to you all. Have you ever experienced this concept of clearing out the cobwebs in your own life and how have you experienced it what has that looked like felt like where have you been present with it in your life where have you maybe not been present with it and how has that shown up for you as well as I would love to know how boundary setting has worked for you in the past and if you're working with learning how to boundary set or if you have questions about any of the concepts that we talked about today then please email me my email is is info at nourishingpaths.com. And yes, there is an S at the end of that. <laughs> you can also find me over at Instagram at nourishing underscore paths. And as for Jen, if you want to get a hold of her, you can find her over on Instagram as well at jen.angela or at connect home yoga. And her website is jenangela.com. So you've got a couple of ways to get a hold of either of us. 
And as always, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I will see you next week. And don't forget to leave a review. That always helps. <laughs> and if you want to connect with me or you have questions about the work that I do, drop by nourishingpaths.com. All right, everyone, have a wonderful and uplifting day. Till next time. <laughs>